Hello, hello, and welcome to this very exciting episode. This match, uh, the Cup Final Carabao Cup preview show. I'm here with one of our favorite and newest guest hosts, Matt Stevens, back again two games in a row. He's going to help me through it. Matt, how are you feeling today? Oh, doing well today. Uh, finally off work, ready for a good Cup Final this weekend. It's going to be exciting. There we go. Yep, it's just going to be me and Matt today. Um, us Yankee Yids live in different parts of the country. It's always hard to get up, but I'm very lucky that we could have Matt here. Um, he's a lot to talk about. Um, we spoke with him for the first time, you know, but after for last week's episode, which was a or earlier this week, crazy 24 hours in Tottenham world and just in soccer alone. Um if you got a chance to listen to it, you might know that some of it got cut off. But the funny part is that was only the part about the Super Cup or the Super League. We're going to kind of start with this real fast, Matt. Since then, 36, 72 hours later, uh, there's no Super League. Um, kind of opposite of what we thought was going to happen. It's what we hoped, but uh, opposite of what we thought. What are your thoughts on the fact that Tottenham, the rest of the six, English team teams have now drawn out, mainly due to uh, fans, you know, disagreements and disgust with it. What are your thoughts on that? I, I know you weren't expecting it specifically. Yeah, no, I definitely definitely thought that we were going to lose that fight. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, over the over the moon that you know it's happened uh, to to end. Um, I think the the interesting part is going to be what fallout there is. Um, a lot of a lot of speculation on whether or not there's going to be some sort of repercussions from this or not for each of the teams. Um, mm -hmm. Once again, I don't think there will be. I'm, I'm on the side of the clubs have all of the power and, and we don't. Um, I don't think the league necessarily does. If you like look at the bylaws, we we and the rest of the, the big six clubs did not necessarily violate them um we were on the road to violate them that's for sure and the uh, the intent was there but i don't know if mm -hmm. we did or not violate those yeah, it's intent to murder but you didn't murder anyone right <laughs> so but in in legalese you know it can get can get difficult so we'll see where that shakes out it seems i i read something right before this that uefa was really like trying to um go against these teams that, that jumped into it but that was like very new and like speculative, so not much to it yet. Uh, I think you're right. The fact that the clubs still hold a lot of power, um, I think it does show something that we weren't expecting is that the clubs are a collective of the fans. I mean, that is the, the bread and butter. That is everything that a club is. Inside the club is very few people. Outside the club, you know, people at home, people across the world. You know, that's a lot more people, and that voice can grow if used very loudly. Um, we weren't expecting it, but, you know, I think at that point, the clubs and these big clubs thought that they maybe were bigger than, than their britches. And I don't know, it's, it's very nice to see. I feel like almost, not to get too political, but like as an American, we're not used to instant protests 
when a government does something wrong, we're, we're way further behind. I mean, like in all these countries, it was like, nope, burn it down. Yeah. They're done. They are done. You know, Americans don't usually see politics or the world with that much, you know, power or, you know, <laughs> instant reaction. Um, so again, not to get too political, but it's just funny. We weren't expecting it. And then it happened. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, um, thankfully, so. Over the moon, just, just as you said. Um, I think in that regards, that's all I really care to say about the Super League. It's over. We didn't well, get to hear anything. we got to make one dig here. Uh, Tottenham does have the only Super League manager to have been fired. Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, um, man, man, you, you know, they're losing Ed Woodward. But I think as a Man U fan, you're like pumped about that. Right, yeah, right. So, I mean, much in the same respect as Jose yeah. or many, many Tottenham supporters, so. Yeah, yeah, pretty pumped. Um, all right, and one more thing before we get into the actual cup preview. We did have a match this week, um, Southampton. I was out of town and wasn't actually able to see the match live, um, but I saw the highlights. You know, I was very excited to see what Ryan Mason could do. Um, the result, I don't think anyone was expecting. And obviously, like, a 90th-minute PK. Um there's a lot of little things we can discuss. I know you said you didn't get to see the full match. Yeah, so I was at work. I got to watch the, the second half, in com- uh, the, the complete second half, but the first half I was I was busy. So Yeah, so to my knowledge from what I've heard and the little bit I saw was that it was a, a game of two halves and that we played better in the second half, which is counter to Jose, you know. Sure. Well, um, if you want a good, a good fun statistic on that, the uh... – the last time that we have come from behind uh, to win a game was since Boxing Day of 2019. Um, so it's been a minute since we've uh, been the come from behind team. Um, so it's it's nice. It's a good change of pace. Um, I think we should have locked it up a little bit earlier. Um, I don't know if in your your highlight watching you got to see. Um, the disallowed goal from Sun with Lucas yeah. Mora, um, you know, causing the offside. What's your opinion on that? I didn't get to see it live, and I, so I didn't get to see like hear all the commentary and stuff. They were saying Lucas was offside. Yes, so Lucas was in the way of the line of sight potentially um, from the keeper to Sun. So uh, it is a letter of the law type offside um i don't necessarily from the from the angle that they showed on var absolutely i can understand why it was disallowed uh from Mm -hmm. some alternate angles it does appear as though the goalkeeper might have had vision of the shot the entire time so it's it's at least close um as a tottenham supporter right up i guess i i'm gonna be on the uh side of saying it wasn't an offside and i think the goal should have stood um but that happened in the second half? It did, yeah. So they obviously went to VAR. It did. How long was he at VAR to determine uh, that? So he got called over to the monitor, and I believe. And it, happened. it was about a second and a half. Like, it was about exactly what you saw watching the highlight. Oh, really? Okay. That's, that's not what I expected. But um, that, that says a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, weird. I didn't think it was a disallowed goal. I thought it was a great build-up to that goal. Mm-hmm. And great, um, I'm pretty sure Reggie played that pass to him. And yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it all started with uh, 
an, a, an iconic long bomb off of uh, Toby uh, to, to Reggie up on the left-hand side. So it was nice to see Toby step back into that role and be able to provide from the back line. So the one thing I, I really want to talk about um, with this match, the Southampton match, that I would that I saw, but again, it's just like a 13-minute, 15-minute tops like highlight reel. Um, that I want your opinion being able to see them in, in at least 45 minutes um, that I'm scared about for the final. So kind of looking forward a little bit more. But um, they, even though things look different, they got forward. They were able to you know, end up getting two goals, uh, maybe three, you know, one disallowed. Um, things just didn't seem like together, uh, like connecting or clicking very well. How did you see about kind of like the balance or harmony between the team? Was there anything or was there a lot of like discord? Because, I mean, essentially a lot has happened this week. Um, what did you see in that regard as far as passing and things like that? So in terms of passing specifically, we're still running into that problem where our midfield players aren't connecting passes up to, to, uh, to, to press an attack, right? We're not building up effectively. We're turning the ball over a lot in the midfield. A lot of that comes through Ndombele and his play. You know, it's spectacular when it works, and when it doesn't, you're just frustrated. Um, Lucas just driving into players repeatedly. Um, Lamella, wasteful passes. Uh, you know, Hoivier just passing sideways, backwards, not always passing forward. You also end up with um, Winks in, in much the same role, right, where you... Um, yeah. Winks played a lot better than he has in that game, which was nice to see. It was good to see uh, an improved performance out of the lad. But um, Came on for Ndombele? I believe so. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, but yeah, so passing-wise, like, yeah, we definitely need to run drills and, you know, determine how we're going to make these attacks. And we need more movement off the ball. Um Right, we we had a lot of players standing around, not making space for everyone else to attack. Um, but in terms of positives for that game, we had uh, our players in the box a lot more, which was great to see. Um, you know, there was times in you know in the past watching Tottenham where you have players just standing right on the edge of the box, and you're like, get in the box. You can't score it from out there. Get in there. Yeah. Um, but so it was it was good to see that change. Um, Listening to the post-match interviews um, seemed like in the locker room, you know, Brian Mason went in there and told him, like, hey, like, you know, we are Tottenham. You know, it's kind of what you expect. You know, he's a Tottenham boy. So mm -hmm. it, was, it was overall definitely a tale of two halves, and it was good to see us come out with the win. Yeah, um, Harry Kane was on the bench. I wonder if he was in the locker room at halftime. Oh, you know, he had to be, right? <laughs> I, yeah, I Guessing he would have been. <clears throat> That's what I would do if I was Harry. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's funny because we talked about this before with Ryan Mason coming in, if that's the case. Because, yeah, it seems like they played better in the second half. And a lot of, or, or um, you know, people questioned Ryan Mason, what did you say at halftime? And, you know, he was just like, he was just like, yeah, come on. Like, come on, guys. And he didn't really tell you too much, but it does seem like, that kind of just like, look, guys, like you got this. That that just like you know, pat on the butt, like come on, we can do this. Like just snap out of it. Um, don't be scared. You know all these little things that you just say. Um, and 
that doesn't teach a lot in sense of like, okay, you move here, you do this, but sometimes it might be all you need to start connecting and start making those movements that you're already like aware of. Um, one, one thing I'll say again with that, that disallowed goal, the pass on the ground from Regulon to Sun with Sun moving into the box is something we haven't seen in so long. I mean, the only balls Regulon and Aurier get in are, are crosses, which is like really good for a, a, a part of it. But having like players really check to and playing directly to their feet you know, in aggressive positions is, is what we need. It's, it's almost reminiscent of watching Manchester City play their attacks, right, where they drive in on the wings and then have that pullback and then you end yep. up. Which is simple, (laughs) which only makes sense, um, in my opinion. Um, But with that being said, I kind of want to move forward, get into this this preview. I got a lot of different questions I want to ask you. Um, But what do you think about, because that's probably my biggest worry, we're going to start here, is like this lack of harmony um, versus, I mean, it could have been the same with, with Jose, a very lack of harmony team. But now we have a new coach, interim manager, young man, versus a team that is extremely harmonious. You know, like already won the league. Like some of their players that are just great players. Yet, having... but... Okay, I, I thought <laughs> they did. Well, maybe. But, um, you know, players that aren't even their best players are having their best seasons, like John Stones, who I think might be out of it. He is out, yep. Okay, but but yeah, like, and then we'll, we'll talk more. But what's your thoughts about, like, for us, like, not being fully clicking or just, like, used to everything that's going on, have a lot of, like, caginess going on? Are you, do you worry about that? Do you think that's going to come into play? Do you think it can be shaken off somehow? I, I think it can be shaken off. I mean, these these players, by and large, have played together for at least a year, if not, in the case of some of them, you know, five 10 years, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, Harry Kane, if he's healthy, you know, would be a big boost, Son and Kane have had an amazing season together, so that would be even better, um, mm-hmm. you know, our midfield rotation hasn't really been that out of whack, right, so, mm-hmm. probably expect to see a Numbele and Hoybier come in and, and play with, uh, Numbele pivoting and Hoybier dropping back you know mm-hmm. so i the, the questions i think for me will be at center back um and then you know yeah i think these boys can play together okay okay those are those are positive positive words i like to hear it and that's the reason for this show that's the momentum hey, we're building look, all of us i've always been a positive person so exactly <laughs> exactly Answer. no that's why i'm <laughs> here um so, um, with, you know, our, our lineups going forward, um, damn, I had a specific question I wanted to ask you about, we'll just start here. Okay, you were talking, no, that's, I remember, thank you. So, Sun and Harry have been playing so well together. Do you think Harry Kane will, will play? Obviously, you're not the doctor looking over him, so you can't give exact answers. But then... If he's a slightly injured, would you play him? Would you want him to play? If Harry Kane is injured, I would not want him to play. Slightly. As a manager, right? If I was managing the team, I wouldn't want him to play as a supporter, right? 
I understand and accept and love about Harry Kane that he is going to play regardless, <laughs> right? You cut yeah. his leg off and he'll still be out there with crutches being like, put me in. So, um, yeah, I think absolutely Kane will play barring him being unable to walk effectively. Um, so, yeah, I think Kane will play. I think that's true. I mean, I think for my personal opinion, if I was the manager and he was either like able or slightly able, um, I would like to see him come off the bench. You've never seen a Harry Kane like that, like ever. Um, and I think if we're down 1-0, or if we're tied, even if we're down two goals, Harry Kane comes in for 15, 20 minutes. I mean, the it's whole... Sub. Yeah. And I don't think... I mean, like, I think in the Champions League final, I mean, it's exact same, you know, situation. Well, not exact as terms of injury. Right. But very similar, you know questions that are going on in managers' heads. Um, I think Mauricio Pochettino was scared, not scared, but like he was somewhat scared to, uh, to to drop him or to put him on the bench. But really, Harry Kane was exhausted and out of it that game and not, you know, the, the man we needed him to be. And I think if he's injured, you're, if you put him in for like 90 minutes or you start him and he's like slightly injured, He's going to be like kind of slow from the beginning, you know? So then your whole team is set at a slow pace, you know, from like your one of your main captains on the field. Um, but if you, I don't know, I, I, to me, it's something that if I was the manager, even if it was my first week there, I wouldn't feel bad going for that because that is a um, not logical, but a, a tactical, you know, position, you know, like I'm doing this for, tactics you know i'm gonna bring him in with 20 minutes left you right. know but here's the other thing i have to think we we have to look at um harry kane this year has been dropping back and being a distributor more than he's been the guy in the box right so yeah a slightly slower injured harry kane might not be the guy running it down the pitch right but if you have the likes of you know son bergvine bale Right, those players can bring the ball up. Kane can get into those attacking positions, make those yep. distributed passes he's he's made all season. So, mm. slightly off pace, Kane. I, Great shout out. Yeah, I, I, I don't think we, I don't think we bring him off the bench. There's no way he's gonna start that game. Damn, damn, that's a strong, strong, strong opinion. We'll see what happens. Um, I think it's exactly what Ryan Mason was saying. Yep. Um, but I think if Harry Kane's going to have that type of game, we will need people like Sun specifically to be on fire. Like he can't be the way he was like the last couple games. Yeah. He has to be moving and, and not stopping. Not just like, I love that him and Harry like will always be pressuring the back line, yeah. but it's like, you have to do it at a very smart manner where like you're going to win the ball and then, or someone else is, and you're going to be in strong position to like break off the defense, you know, stuff like that. Not just running at the defender to show that you're giving energy. I appreciate that as a fan, but I think people like Sun. If if Lucas uh, plays, Lucas will have to be the the best Lucas that we've had like in in certain parts of this season. Um, who do you think's gonna play? Think Lucas will. No, who do you think's gonna play? I just want to say, do we want to do some lineups? Yeah. I kind of want to hear like your lineup and like and what you think like Ryan Mason will do. Like if there's any differences. Um. Well, yeah, I think there'll be differences. 
but my lineup, if I was gonna if I was gonna do this, Kane at the top, starting him, it's gonna happen. Uh, Bergvine on the left, Sun in the middle, Bale on the right. Weird. Uh, is it? Uh, to me, go. On. I I understand the Bergvine choice is uh, controversial. Um, Sun and Bale are starting. It's gonna happen. Okay. Uh, and Bele gonna play pivot with Hoybier in the uh, the the second midfield line. Uh, mm. Regulon on the left, and then uh, I'm not sure if this is my starting, uh, but I believe it will definitely be Ryan Mason's. Uh, Dyer and Toby in the center. Ari on the right. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I think starting mine, the back line, probably the same. Um, oh, but first fan, I, so what? And Larissa and Goal. Can't forget it. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, you don't want Joe Hart going up against his old, uh, his nope. former? Hard pass. No. No. <laughs> no. I didn't want to sign Joe Hart. But... Um, yeah, so I think for mine, I think the back line is, that's what I would want. Dyer and Toby, I think they play well together in general. Don't really want to see Sam just because of. I think the other the thing that's great about Dyer was last game he played attacking from the back line, almost in like that false center back, center defensive mid role he played under Poch at the start of Poch's tenure, and it was re- he looked really good last game. Um, he's had some some stinkers this game. He's even run off the pitch, and you know, uh, but. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think Dyer has to get the nod after last week. And Toby, you know, he's our rock, so. Yeah, so I think that's my back line. But, I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind seeing Jaffet Tanganga. Yep. If we're thinking, like, we want to be a little bit more defensive structured in that in their, like, sidelines and not let both Regulon and Serge be flying up and, like, have more of, like, just a, a, a stronger back line, yep. I wouldn't mind it on the right. Uh, I think in Dombele, in Hoybier, yes. Um, I think in my lineup, the only person that gets left off that I, I would like to see would be Lo Celso because I put him out and I put Lucas in the middle with Bale on the right, Son on the left, and Harry up top. I think that's our strongest lineup. I think Lamella can come off the bench and be very strong. Personally, I'd love to see Delhi. In this game, Delhi is not good off the bench, and uh, and he he doesn't really beat anyone else out for any of those positions. Maybe I'd like to see Delhi in just some of these last Premier League matches really get back into form or something like that or, or find position. But I don't think he's going to get the start, and I don't think he would be that useful off the bench. Maybe I I don't know. Here's the difficulty I have with playing Lucas as a starter this game. His last game, he was just so wasteful with the ball. Um, it, it's hard to want to put him there. And it was difficult for me. Like, we don't have a proper center midfielder um, to play that role, like like where Erickson would perfectly have fit in the past. Um, yeah. So putting Bergwijn on the left, and to me, he's been the off-the-ball player with the most drive in him, like, to these attacking spaces uh, even if he has been lacking in the goal department right it's yeah. been it's been difficult for him this year um i like his work rate he's very similar to lucas in his uh work rate in terms of attacking and then getting back on the ball um so i think 
I think it it would be a good start for him. Maybe yeah. not in the cup final. Uh, maybe next league game. I'm thinking, but he got on the pitch last match. Do you think that was in anticipation of like, hey, if you're healthy, maybe. you might take role? Yeah. And you, you said did he play good in the Southampton match? I didn't. You know, I didn't get to see it. I don't. He wasn't all in long enough to be really good or much. bad. Yeah. So it's, it's difficult to say. That's, I think that for me is my reason why I wouldn't have Bergwijn start in this match. I don't. Yeah. I think, I think players like Lamella and Lucas, even Lacelso, recently have had more playing time than him in just game speed. I mean, like this game is going to be. I mean, like the biggest match of the season for us, plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, we're going against you know the first place team, the best team in the league. Every time we play Man City, it's it's difficult. Um, but you know, we took them apart at the beginning of the season. Yeah, we have beat them this year. Absolutely. You know, and, but that was like, that was Harry Kane and son, like having a masterclass. Um, and I think that can work. And I think for me, I would like to see as I, as I put Lucas in the middle at that number 10 position, even though we were talking about a hurt Harry Kane, maybe in that position, but even both of them, I like both of them there because of his undying energy like, he's always going to be crashing in. And I think when you have – that's the way you can beat Man City. Man City is very good, and they will get into your half. But if you can take the ball from there, kind of like uh, center mids, defensive center mids, I mean, um, Fernandinho, like, I – so we're going to get on to in a second the what we think a little bit Man City will pull out. Um, but one of those questions is going to be, who do you want to see? Well, I pray that Fernandinho plays – and because I mean, like we just love to run against him, and he always yeah. gets yellow cards and red cards against us. And I mean, you put Lamella in his face, you put Lucas running at him. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna miss. He's gonna arrive to the ball late, and that's why I, I would that's what I would like to see is like a Lucas in there, aggressively running at like Harry Kane gets a touchdown, Lucas runs onto it, um, something like that. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Where we'll get our our breaks. And then hopefully Gareth Bale just creating a little bit of quality down the right side um, and in the box. Absolutely. Hope so. Yeah. Um, all right. So I kind of started it. As far as Man City, is there anyone you want to see or don't want to see? Like, I don't care to do their full 11 because sure. I don't fucking Yeah, care yeah right. Um, anyone um, I don't want to see? Absolutely. I don't want to see De Bruyne come back. Uh he is one of the best players in the league. Yeah, he, he's coming off an injury. Current speculation is that he'll be available this weekend. But I, I don't want to see him. Um, Conaguero is another player I don't want to see come back. I don't think he'll play just because he hasn't played at all all season. Yeah. Um, would you take him in the summer? Who, what, Conaguero? Conaguero? No. Because... No? No. We'll talk about this again in our transfer. <laughs> but uh, apparently, you know, his contract is up and he's planning on leaving. Yeah. For him and stuff like that. Uh, player um, that I that... definitely don't want to see, Phil Foden. Uh, okay. I think we will see Phil Foden. I think we will. Yeah, it's inevitable. Um, the first half of this season. In our box. I, that's someone. There's two people that Hoybier could like man mark the whole match and he's one even though he would get by Hoybier. um and then the one person i don't want to see he's might be voted right him or harry kane are going to get player of the season 
Um, but Gun- Gunduan. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. if you didn't say Gunduan, I was going to be confused, but... <laughs> if you're at three, I'm going to jump in here with my only one before you say it. Uh, but, uh, man, Phil Foden this uh, year has think... been a breakout. It's, it's yeah. gross. Uh, you said Gunduan or Phil Foden? Phil Foden. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, no, I definitely knew he was going to be... A little bit of good news uh, is uh, they won't have uh, they'll have Stefan in goal, right? So they, I don't know if you really? if you see, yeah. So uh, it's already been announced. Bye. So um, I, I I don't maybe they're resting Ederson for Champions League. Maybe like Stefan's played the whole cup so far, so maybe they're rewarding him for that, but. Oh, has he? Oh, yeah. that's cool. So, um... It's great to see. Yeah. So they have come out and said they that, that, that they're putting Stefan in goal, so we'll see if that holds true, but... It's big news. It is. No, I mean, for us, again, this is our cup final. It is a cup final. <laughs> it is silverware, You know, right? but... It's silverware, you know, but I, it, it's true that, yeah, for Man City, it might not be their biggest game of the week. And um, might not be the biggest cup they're going for, but whatever. Fuck it. That's good for us. <laughs> Take full advantage, you know. Um, so good on the American for getting in there and doing that, but hopefully we put three past them. So. Yeah, Come on, you Spurs. Come on. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see what else I got written down. We did the lineups. Um, will Harry Kane play? We already went through that. Uh, one thing we'll, we'll talk about the managers for a little bit. Our new manager. Um, how do you feel after game one? Ryan Mason excitement versus Jose year and a half. Um, Ryan Mason. Sure. Ryan Mason. I love the kid. It's great. We didn't look yeah. like a different team. Like. <laughs> We, we were wasteful in the midfield. Okay. We, you know, struggled to, to make proper attacks with sloppy defense. All those things are going to be there. Um, yeah, great great that he won. You know, youngest winning manager in the Premier League. It's great to see. Uh, Ooh, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Good day, Matt. I don't it's, – it's, one, too early to tell, and, two, uh, you know, he's not going to be there long term, so mm-hmm. – happy for him but yeah. ready to see where the future is yep um i fully agree with all every statement so with that being said we're going to talk a little bit more again about coaches we'll get back to a little bit more some final before we're done um but yes so new coach discussions we talked about it last episode but there has been a little bit of news coming out um one the wolves are looking to not re-sign Nuno Santos. And they're, I don't know, there's just like speculation between us, which again, it's all because of the Yankee Yids and our lobbying campaign. <laughs> Your and, lobbying uh, campaign, yeah. Spent a lot of money on this lobbying campaign. We went out to great dinners and lunches. Um, and I told them. But yes, uh, so that's one. It's moving a little bit. Who knows? There's rumors. Um, any other new coach thoughts for you? Like anyone you want to see after, you know, uh, half a week of <laughs> of Ryan Mason? 
Um, yeah, just probably Nagelsmann, I think, is where we're going to land. Um, he has come out publicly saying that the uh, he hasn't talked to Bayern Munich um, after being linked with them. Um, and there's been reports that, you know, he's thought about us in the past and thought that we'd be the perfect fit. So I, that's, I think that's where we'll end up. Um, my early prediction, at least. Okay. Would you put money on it? <laughs> I don't bet. <laughs> I, I, was, I can't put money on anything. Prop bets. No, to see who the next coach is. I was thinking of that. Where can we do prop bets in America? Vegas. Sorry, not anywhere. Anywhere now. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Nagelsmann would be great. If we did get him, I mean, I would be just as excited as Nuno. I think as a, prim- a Premier League coach, if we're looking for one, that's proven. I think Nuno would be. I mean, he's he's my shout out. Um, do you think with Nagelsmann that you know his like the German way and the German league play stuff like that? Do you think it would fit with our players now? I'm not sure if Nagelsmann's the typical German manager. Uh, like <laughs> watching RB Leipzig, I wouldn't mind us playing like that. Like that's that's a a style of football. I think a lot of people could get behind. Um, yeah. So, it, it's different. Not a Mourinho style football, which make a lot of people happy. Like made my stomach turn. You saying it? I was like, oh, Mourinho style football. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank God that's not ours anymore. Yeah, it's, it's not. You know what it is? Yeah. Um, some other people like we've been linked with that I think would be interesting, and I wouldn't be upset with uh, Ten Hag uh, from. Uh, I saw that. Who is that? He was a manager at Ajax when we beat them uh, in the Champions League run-up. Um, still is, actually. But I would not be opposed to that either. I, I think Ajax plays a good brand of football. Um, so mm-hmm. I think I think it'd be great. I think I would rather go with Nagelsmann, but I fully agree with you um, that Ajax plays a fast-paced attacking style, which is what our – like half of our team, all of our attacking players could be, you know, really utilized in uh, definitely not a defensive, you know, bus parking, parking lot style. I've seen some uh, people link us with Brendan Rodgers, which I, why would Lester move away from that? It doesn't even make sense. Yeah. And why would he leave Lester? Yeah. Yeah. Um, One league with them and has taken them from being a relegation side to starting to break into the top six regularly. Like, absolutely not. Don't think that'll ever happen. Um, that's what they've been... I mean, ever since they randomly won it, like, that's when their next goal is like, all right, guys, let's, let's stay up here, please. It's like a Brandon Rogers is a perfect fit for them. Yeah. You know, so, and their ownership really does care about the team and where it's going. Like, you know this, you know? Yeah, I, I can't see him leaving. Uh, yeah. People have linked us with Hassan Hoodle, uh, which... That, that I made last episode, um, but no, I, I I don't really want him. I like his aggression. I've always liked him at Southampton, um, and he's got that German almost like Klopp style, uh, which I, again I don't think that's exactly Nagelsmann, um, but yeah, I, I I wouldn't mind it, but I don't think he's a big enough is able to you know work in four competitions at once and you know really take the pressure that comes from being a uh, a Spurs coach. I think the other difficulty that comes with that is 
if we look at where we were this year and being the team that gives up leads, the only team that's worse than us this year has been Southampton, right? So we don't want to end up being in that same spot next year. Um, and then people have linked us with sorry as well. I don't want another former Chelsea manager. I'm good. We're done with that. So... I don't need to be the retirement home for Chelsea managers. No. <laughs> like we, we're, we're big enough that we can attract our own talent. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And my, my bad joke for that is I already smoked enough cigarettes. I don't need to be watching my soccer team play and need to smoke another cigarette. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So we were talking to a friend earlier, our friend Alex, um, and he brought up a good question that I think, uh, that is fitting for right now with this management uh, question, not specifically about a manager. We were asking him that, and he answered us with the question. Thanks, Alex. Um, <laughs> and he said, well, you know, what is the ultimate goal for Spurs? That's more of the determination of like what manager he would want and things like that. So what do you think, you know, going forward, you would say the ultimate goal, like, this season, we know what we need to do. We know what we have left. But, like, kind of, like, in the summer and then next season, what would you want and what do maybe you see from Levy and stuff like that? So Thinking think, of everything, Super League and everything. So I would break down the question, what is the goal for Tottenham into three parts? What is the Enix slash Levy goal? What is the manager's goal? And what's the player's goal, right? So Enix and Levy – want Tottenham to be as profitable as possible. Champions League, whatever, doesn't matter. Anything they can do. Super League, doesn't matter. Whatever they can do to make money, that's their goal. Um, What do I think the manager will want? Depends on the manager, right? Some managers will want to push in the Champions League and win it. Some managers will want to play their style of football. Some managers want to collect a paycheck, right? So that's a that's a question to be answered at a later date with who we end up with. Uh, what do I think Tottenham players want? The players that came here? I think those players want to play good football and they want to feel like they're having fun out on the pitch and leave the pitch with some sort of satisfaction. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that last statement about the players. Um, and I think you're right, like with Levy... I mean, just wanting to be profitable, but that comes in the form of winning matches and having a good team and having good facilities. So personally, you know, I'm not a fan of the Super League and Levy's been whatever, but I've never really been a Levy out because he's done a lot for the infrastructure of Tottenham. Oh, yeah. Um, And if maybe he's not buying all the best players at the time, um, and maybe people could argue Potch went too early or something like that, I don't know. But um, I don't think, like, they've been doing too bad. And I don't think, even though I'm not much of a capitalist, I don't think the idea of, like, making capital off of this is a bad thing. Like, I think they should, if, if that's your ultimate goal, then that should create a good team. I, I, um, I at least would say, as, as also not much of a capitalist, the, <laughs> the two, those, those two parallels aren't necessarily, like, we can come to, a what's good for Tottenham from a soccer perspective and what's good for Tottenham as a business perspective can meet in the middle. Right. They can, there's a point where they come to common ground and, you know, 
playing beautiful football that wins matches and makes the fans happy also happens to make them more money so mm-hmm. by all means right but i also I guess... there's there's that i don't want to be a city fan mentality where if we just go buy all the best players and win like that does, it feels cheap and i don't want that either so there's a balance to be struck between making capital for the people that write the paychecks and then uh playing the sport we want to see played yeah yeah in, in, in the honor and manner that we want to see our club play you know with good football but also as you're saying like maybe with homegrown players you know english people want english players there are things like that but anyone homegrown i think would be i mean it would be english obviously but i think is always my favorite i mean seeing oliver skip go win you know uh the championship that's huge i mean like that's probably the biggest win of tottenham this year so far um and seeing players like that's you know coming through um, I think the biggest win for Tottenham this year is Kane playing his best season. I see the only thing that <laughs> makes that maybe second place is the fact that our season has been so lackluster. Sure, you know if, if we don't get anything out of the season, I will be very upset by that. I mean, Harry Kane will still get a Golden Boot maybe, and hopefully it carries over to next season. Doesn't like get, I don't know, injured in Euros. I'm not saying that out loud. <laughs> um. All right, so for the ultimate goal for Tottenham, for me right now, like looking at it as far as like, because before like with, with Poch, there was an ultimate goal. We all knew what it was. It was building this young team, creating this young team from homegrown players. I mean, kind of just what we're talking about, knowing that there was not a budget, um, all of these things. And in doing so, and in doing it so well, we got really close to winning some things. Um didn't happen, whatever. But now we're kind of like the ultimate goal right now, it seems, because we still basically that same team or core, but we're kind of at a further point. Not the end of it. To me, it's like we're at the pinnacle of it, like the peak of it. And it's either like we jump off the peak and like learn how to fly or we jump off the peak and just like fall to the bottom and all this shit just goes to waste. Um, and I say that because, I or like I think like the – signing of Mourinho was part of Levy and them be thinking that they're at the peak, like they, that they're reaching the peak. Like, all right, we need to, you know, make, like, get it going. And uh, Mourinho kind of alluded to something like that in one of his very early um, interviews, talking about Pacino, just like maybe he wasn't part of the plan or something like that. But, um, yeah, so it seems like that was their goal which with Mourinho, but then it comes back to like Levy, Enoch, in or out. Um, because it's like, all right, I, we, I understand the goal, but your idea of how to execute that with like signing Mourinho kind of shows that no offense to Jose Mourinho, but that you're really on the forefront of like soccer. Because I thought Mourinho did a horrible job at Man U dismantling them. Um, great for us but completely horrible for Man U. Uh, even though he won certain things, uh, I think he, he really took them, like, down a few notches. And then, you know, he leaves, and he, he did it, even though he did well at Chelsea, he did the same thing at Chelsea. He dismantled them, too, when he went back the last time. Um, and we had a lot going with Potts. I mean, we had our best season ever, you know, six months before. Sure. And sure. then we get the 
person who's not really going to take what you have, even though he got us going really well in the beginning. I'm not fully Jose hating, but um, talking about the ultimate goal. So that's, I think, comes to like who we sign next. I think that's why it, we would sign someone like a Nagelsmann over, even though I want Nuno Santos, someone like that. Like someone who like has like a, a Champions League proven record, not just like a Premier League fighting ability. Um, but yeah, so I, th- I think for us, we're at the end of our peak. That's kind of our ultimate, or like, like where, where I think when you, your three parts that you were talking about, the players, management, and, uh, you know, ownership, I think that's what they see um, as far as all the personnel. And I think that will guide who we end up signing for, for our manager. Um, and I don't, obviously, I don't think it's going to be Ryan Mason, but depending what happens at the end of the season, you know, my Spursy heart could, <laughs> could really be calling for it. <laughs> I mean, even if we win the cup final this weekend, we win every game, end up top four. It's, it still shouldn't be Ryan Mason. I'm sorry. Like, I love no. that guy. He's and great. then all the, all the players say it's, it was all Ryan. And no. then we're like, it's still not, it's still not Ryan. I don't, it's not, I'm sorry. Like. Uh, all right. So let's look back at this uh, final a little bit more before we go. Ryan Mason, 29 years old, taken the Tottenham Hotspurs to Wembley. There will be 2,000 Spurs fans there. Um, what are you thinking about just the whole lexicon of what's going on with us? I want to ask you first directly about fans being there. Do you think? What do you think that's going to do? Do you think it'll have a big effect? And if so, how so for I, us? For I don't think it will be. And is it so little fans, or what, what, why do you say that? Not only is it so little fans, it's going. I, I don't know how they're structuring it in terms yeah. of who's getting the tickets, but if it's on a who's willing to pay the most type thing, I don't think that'll be in our favor. Uh, it's usually not. And yeah. it's not fully like that in, in like, uh, English football. Right. Like, it should go straight to, like, the fans and, like, the clubs and the supporters yeah. groups. Maybe season ticket holders. Season ticket holders. But it's still such a low number. Yeah. That... Like 2,000 per side or something. Yeah. So. I like that. Fans, fans aren't – it'll be nice to see fans in a, in a stadium for once, but I don't think it'll sway the game one way or the other. I think what will have a bigger effect – is it being in Wembley, which was our home for quite a few seasons. So mm-hmm. we'll at least have some familiarity with that ground um, mm-hmm. to have more of a home field effect than City will. It's also less travel for us, right? So being in London, right? So that'll be nice. Um, Those I, are all good. That's... Yeah, I, I, think that, I think that'll be a bigger factor than... Anything else. Fans. Yeah, just the yeah. fans themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is going to be a great matchup. Uh, we don't like to do score predictions, so we're not going to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so any other thoughts just, like, looking forward at this? Um, looking forward at the rest of our season right after that, but really looking at this, this cup final. Any other things you think are going to – you know, weigh on it or that you, you have on your mind thinking about it? Um, not really. No, I don't think so. I think that, you know, I just want to see our players show up and play the best football that they, they can. And 
I want them to feel good about it. And uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited for the weekend. I think we have a chance. We beat City this year already. We lost to them as well, um, and we'll play them again on the final match of the season. Uh, but I think that for sure we stand a chance to beat this side. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think if everyone goes out there and just plays, I mean, I think one thing that I would like to say to add on to that as kind of my closing statements, that's one thing Ryan Mason said in one of his, you know, interviews was just talking about a final match being a one-off match, like anything can happen. So hopefully if he's already thinking that, um, he's kind of saying that to them and we'll let them know like, Hey guys, and hopefully the lineup, whatever it is, is kind of structured like that. It's like, yo, we're going to throw everything at you, you know? So that's, that's kind of what I would like to see. S- same as you just, you know, our players having fun, not thinking like we need three points and we need more three points and we need everyone else to fail. It's like, nah, go out there, have fun, leave it all on the field. Like, biggest thing if we lose this game that's fine by me i i mean obviously i prefer winning but <laughs> more important than that to me is watching our club get their spirit and play the way we want them to play um yeah that's more important than any any trophy to me so yeah, i think i'm gonna counter that with i fully agree with what you're saying i i i need to i want to see our team get out there and get their spirit back and uh, you know, start doing that in general. So this would be a great boost for that. But I want to see us win because I think in the Champions League final, a lot of Spurs fans, including myself, that's a much bigger final and way crazier, you know, reasons of being there. Um, but a lot of Spurs fans said the same thing. That was like, you know, we're just happy to be here. We just want to see our team play good. And then like, you know, we didn't come to win. And I think specifically we need to go out there with the mindset. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But what we have this year that we didn't have during the Champions League final is this year ends in one. So There we go. <laughs> well, um, you know, we, we've got that boost. So There we go. All right, man. Well, with all those, you know, great facts, <laughs> great, great points, um, I really appreciate you being on this week. I really appreciate you doing the cup review with for me. Sure, for sure. Um, can't wait to have our other boys back. We're going to keep doing this. And last but not least, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. <laughs>